We made it, Spags, to Friday. The people enjoyed the crystal ball segment today, and now we must top it. And I think we have the guest that can help us top yesterday. Yeah, today we'll be having one of Pete's Fantasy Life pals, Cooter Doodlon, who recently made some viral waves in her battle head-to-head against A.J. Dillon while playing A.J. Dillon. So we're going to talk about that. We also got a lot of Week 11 injuries to get into. And, of course, the ride-or-die picks for every single Sunday game. So Pete, hit that intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spaggs, joined by your friend and mine, Peter Overzet, as well as our special guest today, Cooter Doodle, who before the show, uh, she said I can call her Amanda. I don't know which way to go, Amanda, but I feel like the Cooter Doodle brand is so strong. We got to lead off with that. That works for me, whatever you're comfortable with. It, I hope we didn't just dox you. I mean, it, it's no. out there, right? I think I asked yeah. you that when you were on the randomizer too. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people will be shocked, but no, it's been out there. I'm okay. shocked that you have like a real name, that you're yeah. just not a person who exists entirely as a pseudonym? Correct. Well, I was telling Spags that because uh, we're on some email chains for our, you know, fantasy life organization and that you had to create a separate email account. So, you know, advertisers and other important people weren't interacting with a mysterious figure named Cooter Doodle. Yeah, I don't even know if it was the mysterious part. I thought it would just be like, I don't trust this at all. And we throw it to spam, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does sound like uh, like fairly spammy, but uh, I love it. I, I love having to say it out loud. It's now kind of fun and enjoyable for me to say Cooter Doodle. What is loud. the origin of the name? I feel like we have to ask where your, your Batman story began. I presume yeah. uh, somebody shot your parents in an alleyway and then left a vaginal drawing behind and that's the way it became. I cannot believe you guessed that on the spot. That's freaky. But no, pretty much it was just an um, Xbox gamer tag. I didn't want numbers. I like snick- snickerdoodle cookies. And I think Sarah Marshall was like out that year. And she said cooter. And I thought that was funny. So there you go. Nothing special. This is- the veil's been lifted. The mystery is gone, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but glad we got to the bottom of it, as we always do here on Splash Play. So make sure you hit that like button, whether you're watching on the Splash Play channel or on Peach channel. It does help us out a bunch. We appreciate that very much. Of course, we have to give a shout out to Football Outsiders. Go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. DVOA, all the rage. DraftKings notifications, always quoting DVOA without attributing where it goes to. So show them. <laughs> With your pocketbook, how you how much you love DVOA at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. And uh, Pete, you know me. I, I hate giving away free plugs and DraftKings apparently the exact same way. No one does the plug with the caveat better than Chris Bags. Like you just I you know, you got me lulled into, you know, false sense of radio, you know, ad, and then boom, Chris Bags injects himself into the ad read. Got to protect the brand. I'm a VP of content, but you might not know by my disheveled appearance on a day-to-day appearance on the show, uh, but I am here protecting the Football Outsiders brand. So go 99 cents a week over at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. And I feel like, uh, Amanda, we got to turn you to uh, give you a plug here because you are on Fantasy Life. You're doing the social handle, Pete's doing the email newsletter. So I feel like it's only fair to give a plug that way for our good friend, Matthew Barry as well. Absolutely. Yep. So follow MB Fantasy Life. Hey, God, Amanda, I have to ask you, have yeah. you, has Matthew ever texted you and said that tweet shouldn't be a part of our brand? No, no. He's surprisingly very like supportive. Not all the people that follow are. So I'm trying to find that ground of what's too weird, but he's like, go as weird as you want. I don't care. Love so that's it. really nice. Yes. Yeah, you are doing a, an awesome job with that. And I also like the idea too of like, yeah, people maybe expect a certain thing from that account just because of the name, and you are just kind of slowly indoctrinating them into the bizarro world of fantasy that we want people to be a part of. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We started off hard with Josh's daddy, you know, Josh Allen is daddy, and then we've been going from there. So there you go. Yeah, and then you also got little fetish people in the mix too, who are also probably very into Josh Allen, a big rugged Wyoming man who wouldn't be. So that's that's why you're getting serve all the masters at once. Like Pete and I, when we talked about doing our baby talk fantasy football show for the fetishists out there, and frankly, Pete was very unwilling to come along in a way that really upset me, Amanda. Well, you know, I always wonder the Foot Clan; they have to have that niche market too, right? Oh, that's a good point. Mm. Yeah, I always wondered about that. 
a lot of foot fetishes just stumbling on and being like, well, I guess I'll play fantasy football in the hopes that right? eventually I could see some sweet gams, some, <laughs> some sweet <laughs> toes thrown in my face. But let's talk about your recent uh, stuff, Amanda, because I feel like the, the AJ Dillon story is an interesting one. I know Pete recounted it in the Fantasy Life newsletter that people should be subscribed to out there. But you played AJ Dillon. We're going to have you do some pro wrestling promos here, even though yours really wasn't like a pro wrestling promo. If anything, you kind of killed him with kindness slash passive aggressiveness. But um, how did that <laughs> matchup go for you? Because I feel like I, I did you win? I guess. <sighs> The first question. Uh, if I would have won, know. you would have heard about it. You know, you would have heard to, about like, it. Dig through your mentions, Cooter, to find how this went. I was shocked when I heard the true result. Yeah, well, I played a lot of Chargers players last <laughs> week, and that didn't help. So, you know, I started off strong in the league. I was four and zero, and then I talked shit to like everyone. I made a big video about it, and ever since then, I've lost. So it's kind of my brand. Like I talk shit, and then I lose. Did you did you get any feedback from AJ Dillon? Did he acknowledge the presence of that incredible video? No, he didn't, which broke my heart a little bit, you know? I'm sure Come he on. saw it. I'm sure he thought of me when he scored. I have no doubt. I mean, it was pretty clear that he you were so in his head that he didn't want to give you credit that you were in his head. Yeah, he did it for me. I just I know it. He doesn't have to tell me. Well, the question I would have too, and I'm sure you know this uh, from your your time doing the Matthew Berry Fantasy Live handle as well as as Pete and I do from our, our years of doing this internet content thing. But I imagine that game where you're playing AJ Dillon, you have the video going out there, then Aaron Jones gets hurt. Did you get any weird Packers fan tweets? Because they definitely seem like a fan base that would get riled up and maybe blame no. you somewhere. <laughs> no, not really. I think because I wasn't ugly in the video. I mean, you know, people were nice. It's not like I had bad juju and a voodoo doll, you know, of Aaron Jones. So. You were you you were very friendly. I think you would endear yourself to to Packers Nation. Yeah, I mean, my rule of thumb for trash talk is kind of like it's a sign of respect. So that's the line that I teeter. You know, I try not to go hard. Yeah, and I mean, this week, I mean, AJ Dillon is looking like one of the best running back plays again. So your team has to be looking pretty good these days. Yeah, if the Chargers can go back to their week one through four, you know production if Gronk plays I'll be I'll be headed back to the playoffs I'll have a chance otherwise I don't know so let's talk about some of these injuries and news that actually matter then because Gronk is one of those items and mm -hmm. I guess let's let's cover the bucks up top because Gronk is going to be back from his back injury uh, at least according to what he was saying to the media and Antonio Brown it just felt like you guys this is a Monday night football game we're not going to talk too much about that until the Monday splash play edition but Antonio Brown with his fake vax card reports there his personal chef coming out and saying that uh, he had a, a what, faux one, a faux vax card from whatever the source would be. And I guess, Pete, I would ask you first here, how do you feel about this news about Antonio Brown, a man who's no stranger to shenanigans, apparently getting accused from some more? So you will appreciate this bag. So that that story breaks. And um, I my brain, I normally kind of pride myself. And I, I know Cooter Doodle as well. Like, you don't go to the most obvious joke. You know, you try to go to A to C. And I thought I'd do some high effort joke here. So I did. I went and pulled the McLovin screenshot from super bad and i was in the process of photoshopping antonio brown onto that and i kid you not as i am saving the file from photoshop pardon my take tweets out the exact same photoshop they even use the exact same image that i had downloaded <laughs> for this one and so then i just scrapped it and and then i just became smug about it and i was like oh it was too easy of a joke anyways so it's not uh, funny how that works like it's so brilliant but if someone else thinks of it it's like uh that was just basic it was it was so basic so i was i was clearly over it so yes i got cucked hard on that one <laughs> i don't know this i mean antonio brown is such a, a train wreck it doesn't seem like he's gonna play this week i i have no opinions about this vaccination card do you cooter doodle I honestly am curious about it because I don't know. I thought, I thought Antonio Brown had turned around. I was like rooting for him, which it's not like the end of the world kind of thing, but I'm just getting those vibes from like 2019 where it was just like one little crack and then it just started to break the whole windshield, you know? <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so that one's Monday night football against the Giants. So we'll talk about that more on Monday's show. But it looks like Antonio Brown not going to make it in. But back at practice, catching on the jugs machine. And we'll see how that goes for him. DeAndre Hopkins, though, was ruled out before their divisional matchup against Seattle. And Kyler Murray still a game-time decision. And Pete, I guess the question I would have for you would be, who benefits given that we have seen Christian Kirk take a pretty big rise upwards? While Rondale Moore, a really low snap count last week. Yeah, I was uh, just talking this through with uh, Pat on my 
GPP show earlier, and he really likes Christian Kirk in this spot. And yeah, Rondell Moore has basically just been relegated to just kind of like a, a gadget player at this point. And so he's not really usable. It feels like one of those weeks where I get excited about Christian Kirk and then AJ Green, AJ Green scores two touchdowns. Uh, but it, it's a good spot for the passing game. I think Zach Hurts also is probably a beneficiary as well. Man, do you got any thoughts here about the Cardinals with uh, really depleted forces here, not bringing out the big guns, even though they do have this matchup against Seattle that could be important down the home stretch? I don't know. I like the Cardinals this week. I really do. Seattle kind of scared me last week, and I don't know what that was about, but I like the Cardinals. I think it's still okay. Yeah, so Christian Kirk definitely going to be the guy picking up the most routes here around 47 last week uh, without these guys who played 47 snaps last week without having DeAndre Hopkins in. So we'll see how that goes. And worth pointing out too, Antoine Wesley ran a, an ass load of routes yeah. last week as well. It doesn't matter too much, Pete. I feel like you're not touting Antoine Wesley, so we can't be one of the better Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Instead of expanding Rondell Moore's routes, they plugged in a guy that I hadn't heard of until last week. So yeah, that's great. What also, not to derail our new segment, but why we have Amanda here, we should ask her for her thoughts on her beloved Saints. Um, she is a, a noted Saints fan, even yeah. attends games IRL. But Amanda, they have to be the worst fantasy team this year. There's no it's, joy there. And there's not. I'll tell you what, though, just to kind of talk to the IRL, when they beat the Bucks. And yes, I'm going to keep talking about it because that's the one highlight I have this season, a fan. <laughs> that was the most thrilling game to watch live. And then we're going to play the Bills. I'll be there in like two weeks or whatever. But yeah, I'm nervous. I'm so nervous because I think, is it the Eagles this week? Yep, yeah. it is the Eagles. And Alvin yeah. Kamara downgraded too. So I feel like, are you riding or dying with Mark Ingram? I feel like he's been the guy that... I mean, yeah. You got the history. If you have him, you have to play him. They're going to run the ball. So... Oh, yeah. I don't know. It hurts. <laughs> in that same game, too, I guess, Pete, do you have any thoughts on Kamara being out? And like, are you willing to go back to Mark Ingram? I feel like you tend to file these guys away as dusty, somewhat prematurely, some could say. But in this spot, we did see him go off last week, and it could be another situation where they get that same result against the Eagles. Yeah, he's he's too cheap in DFS. If you have him in season long, you're obviously starting him. I just worry about that game. Uh, as Cooter Doodle knows, the Saints have played extremely slow, and the Eagles have kind of changed their play style the past few weeks to go very run heavy as well. Maybe that changes a little bit with if if they feel better about going up tempo with Miles Sanders potentially back. But um, yeah, I just worry that that could just be one of those like twenty to thirteen kind of games. And Mark Ingram barely got there uh last week it was looking shaky so i don't know i think he's a he'll be a fine play interesting spot there and i think i'll be more team marking but we'll talk about that with the ride or die picks coming up on the other side for philadelphia as well dallas goddard expected to be back out of the concussion protocol and miles sanders are going to see how he does over the next two days could get back in could upset the great jordan howard is getting touches time and time again uh one news item before the show as well aj brown wasn't at practice today and uh kind of a weird week where he's talked about some of his battles with depression this week and mental health stuff and obviously you know we talk a lot on the show about being supportive of those things but a surprise uh not not practicing today for him today pete are you doing anything with AJ Brown given that should theoretically be a big opportunity and unfortunately for me if he doesn't play somehow uh, that'll be a 20 pointer on our low ball lineup so that's a bit of a downer <laughs> um yeah I actually uh I missed that uh and that's that's interesting well, it was on the fantasy life app Pete I don't know how you could possibly <laughs> miss that. well I've been doing shows for the past three hours spag so forgive me for not how news talking um yeah, he because he's missed some practices. He's been a guy that's gotten veteran rest uh, later in the week. So I guess it is kind of hard to untangle, you know, from his usual kind of rhythm of missing practices to, you know, if this is a new situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do, I, I like, it's very good that it is now getting normalized for these guys to talk about their mental health, similar to Calvin Ridley and kind of destigmatizing what that means to be going through this stuff. So uh, I think it's good in that regard, but uh, I hope he's doing better and I, I hope he's ready to go for Sunday. Uh, Coots, I'm going to call you Coots. I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you have any feelings here for Tennessee going against Houston, a team that we know has been beat up from time to time? And if they don't have AJ Brown and Julio, it could be something interesting there. Yeah, I think Tennessee's going to be fine. I think the Texans can be a hot mess. So, yeah, it's Deontay any, Foreman any, week. I was going to say, any love for uh, Deontay Foreman? Sure. I don't have him anywhere, but sure. I like that. You're just honest. You're like, unless uh, you're only going to pump your own bags. If, if I don't have I mean, Foreman, you know, then he's Well, fine, it's like whatever. it's one of those things where if I don't see it and I'm not feeling my heart pounding on the Sundays and watching them, I don't know everything. So, 
we hey, look, as long as you own it, that's all you can do. And speaking of things that get nobody's hearts pounding, Jared Goff, unable to practice yes. today, was supposedly going to throw, apparently not going to be the case. Tim Boyle took first team reps all week, as we talked about yesterday. And this is a stat that I saw from Action Network, but Tim Boyle had 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions in his collegiate career at UConn and Eastern Kentucky. He'll be starting against Cleveland, Pete. So are you going to play? I, I'm the backup QB whisperer. We all know that on this show. I can't imagine playing any Tim Boyle in this spot. If anything, I don't know how you trust a single Lions player. Uh, well, your backup QB brand is in shambles unless you play Tim Boyle. So uh, you Walker have to hurt a lot last week. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, Brown's defense is going to uh, to tee off there. I, I mean, I thought they were going to tee off against Jared Goff. So yeah, this is a this is a pretty brutal spot. I think what's more interesting is you know can DeAndre Swift and Hawkinson still have serviceable days, or is that entire offense just sunk with Boyle? Cooter, you got any things here for Detroit? I, I'm gonna I'm trying to get a variation of your name. I don't know. I'm excited to see Hawkinson this week because didn't last week Cleveland give up a good bit to tight ends and through the airs? Like I know I know it's not looking good, it's the Lions, but Hawkinson had a goose egg. I think he comes back this week decently. I don't think he's gonna go off, but I don't think he's gonna have another goose egg. And the nice it, thing for Swift and Hawkins, I mean, the backup quarterbacks normally, what do they do? They lock in on their tight end and they check down to their running back. So maybe mm -hmm. those guys will be fine. Yeah, so interesting spot here. Definitely one where you could see maybe 10 targets going Hawkinson's way for 10 yards. And that'll be a fun day here if you were in a full PPR league. That same game, Nick Chubb, Demetric Felton, both off the COVID list. Baker Mayfield's going to play. Anthony Schwartz going to be out while Donovan Peoples-Jones is questionable. Pete, we've talked about this a lot with the, the Browns this year, just really banged up in a way that makes you feel bad for the factory of sadness that is Cleveland. But this spot here, if Peoples-Jones doesn't make it in, I feel like that's that's a key one to watch against the Detroit team that gives up production to really everybody. So are you going to play any Browns this weekend uh no i i don't think the only guy that kind of looked tempting is david Dejoku. i think is only 2900 on DraftKings, so that seemed pretty cheap um but yeah I, i'm not touching any of the uh the browns wide receivers in this spot i assume they're just going to run the ball 45 times uh it actually kind of makes dearness johnson a little interesting because we've seen them use two running backs heavily and uh you could definitely see both of them getting there i'm also laughing at spags you defending your walls honor uh after andrew <laughs> said it was distractingly plain <laughs> it is it's honestly it, and it, it looks better on camera than it does in real life because there's like little splotchy spots everywhere but i gotta defend the wall of, of my wall <laughs> so what, what i like is it's almost the exact shade of orange is our backdrop i here thought that was on purpose i liked it <laughs> oh well well fuck me then i guess i, I was thinking about i was gonna go with the charcoal we're actually having painters come did you know I, you guys might know this because i i assume you both own your house i know pete has his but uh painting apparently costed up to 15k now to get done because of oh, the, i paint the my own walls i painted these walls back here you know that's a great paint job do you have do you have paint painting tips for spags because we can't let him pay fifteen thousand dollars for this yeah i mean i wouldn't do that just breathe in some fumes, keep all your windows closed. And then the peel, when you peel that blue tape off, oh, it feels so nice. Yeah, I've seen people do it on HGTV. I don't yeah. trust myself. And especially, you know, my girlfriend, I think, would be more competent, but I definitely would just be clumps of paint, blot. Like it just would be terrible. And I feel like, you know, I have a brand to live up to here that Andrew Sally cares so much about. <laughs> Maybe you could middle it and maybe instead of hiring like professional painters, you could put out like a Craigslist or, you know, a next door kind of post of like, can I pay you? I don't know, just something reasonable. That's not 15,000 to come paint. So you're saying go to back page, hire prostitutes to paint the house. I think would be, I mean, that's Chris, Chris buy one of my NFTs and I'll be there this weekend. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you've got enough sale success going there. I don't need to help that out. The brand's strong with the NFTs for Cooter Doodle as well. Let's talk about some other injuries, get through the rest of this. Elijah Mitchell, game time decision with a fractured finger. Jeff Wilson would start at Jacksonville if he's out. And Pete, you have been defending Elijah Mitchell all season long. Mentioned him time, time again. And you were early on the train. So how are you feeling about the spot where Kyle Shanahan did say he's earned the right to be a game time decision despite uh, just really being good for a few games this year? I, the editorializing and the leading questions here, it's like, oh, Peter, you've been really down on Mark Ingram, maybe to your detriment. What do you think about this? <laughs> I didn't even know I'd been pounding the drum for Eli Mitchell until that introduction there. Uh, he does seem pretty questionable based on what I heard. I know Shanahan had some optimism, but I don't think he plays. And I think this is probably going to be a really good spot for Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, Jamichael Hasty isn't going to play as well so this backfield's really thinned out i think shanahan will be forced to activate trey sermon this week but they haven't shown any willingness to trust him so man i think jeff wilson jr could be a smash against the jags 
Cooter Doodle, you want to send any motivational messages to either Jeff Wilson or Elijah Mitchell? Uh, Eliza, Elijah Mitchell, if you're, if you're listening, I would love for you to put out a montage of your healing process, just like Russell Wilson did. It really got me motivated. So if you're listening, please do that. It's, it's probably just like the fingertips, just him delicately massaging it, <laughs> getting, getting ready to go. That poor little fractured finger. Uh, team that I'm sure Cooter Doodle is going to love to talk about. Cam Newton's going to be starting for Carolina. PJ Walker will reportedly also have a role at home versus Washington. And Cooter, how are you feeling about Cam Newton being back in your life once again? And apparently oh, people loving him. I love him as a player, but yeah, he's in our conference. So I'm nervous because we're kind of all close. Like I think all four teams are very close. So I'm not worried about the Falcons, but I'm nervous between the Bucks and them because he's going to he's going to with him and CMC. I mean, they're just going to run through defenses. So. Yeah, that not it's a reasonable take there, uh, Pete. How are you willing to go to any Cam Newton this week, given that he did score two touchdowns last week, did seem like he had the goal line work going. And I guess, are you worried at all about P.J. Walker? Of course, the XFL superstar we all know deserves a shot. And it's unfortunate he's not going to get it here. Thanks to Cam. Well, the they would. uh the the reports coming out were actually fairly cryptic where they were like cam newton will get the first snap and then there was a follow-up quote that pj walker was still going to be involved a little bit so this might be the real question is, is like is this a Taysom hill situation you know where he's going to come in for more packages uh, it seems weird i mean i think if you told me cam was going to play the entire game i think he looks like an awesome dfs play he at his price tag has a good ceiling for sure. But if you're saying he's going to be losing a decent amount of snaps to PJ Walker, then it's a mess. So I don't know. PJ Walker doesn't seem like the guy you force in to the game, right? It's like you force in the Cam Newton at the goal line or the Taysom mm -hmm. Hill at the goal line. What, what are you bringing in PJ Walker for? Between the twenties <laughs> to actually throw the ball and be confident. Right. So if, if that's the case, then like you can't play Cam Newton. Cam Newton's going to have four touchdowns and 20 yards. And that's the way it's going to go for Carolina. We'll see in that same game, the return of Ron Rivera to Carolina. Curtis Samuel also back in practice, but he will be reportedly on a hard pitch count if he plays. Ricky Seals-Jones, Pete, is going to be out at Carolina, and that means your boy John Bates, who Nana Pete was touting in a low-probability crystal ball. Is he live this week for you? Uh, yeah, I think he's live. He's $2,500 on DraftKings, uh, in the business. We call that the stone men. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he's in play and we've seen Washington just willing to target their offense or their tight ends at the same clip, regardless of who it is. Like that's a, you know, whether it was Logan Thomas, Ricky Seals Jones comes in, runs all the routes. So this isn't some gross tight end committee. I mean, I'm guessing Bates will play a ton. Cooter, you got any thoughts on John Bates? That honestly, I didn't even know the name existed until yesterday, and I follow I was, this stuff about as closely as you can. So if you don't I'm have glad any, to fine. hear that, because I was going to say I have no thoughts. I have no thoughts at all. Yeah, Master John Bates going to be doing this weekend <laughs> after Pete touted him. Uh, honestly, really ahead of the curve. So kudos to Pete and the Nana character that appeared on the show yesterday. I'm sure Pete. Now we're going to have to bring back every week. Uh, it sounds like you're not excited about her returning. <laughs> I, it brought me great joy. I just didn't know how to play off of it. I think that was really the well, part you got a me. week to figure it the fuck that's, out, Chris. That's true. Speaking <laughs> of that, it's time to do some pro wrestling promos after Cooter Doodle showed the world how to politely talk shit last week with AJ Dillon. So, Pete, I'm going to let you tee this up because I was kind of thinking we were going to do some old school 80s coked out Hulk Hogan promos. I feel like Cooter's done it a different way where it's like kind of niceties with a little bit of snark involved. And, and Pete, I just want to know where your brain's going. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want, so I want to live in the world of Cooter Doodle where I'm kind of just playing against, uh, you know, NFL players in fantasy that I have on my team. And so I was envisioning a scenario and, um, I'm just going to say right now, um, in this world, imagine that I have LaVisca Chanel on my fantasy team and I am facing off against LaVisca Chanel in fantasy this week. And so this is what I would say to you, LaVisca. I can't start you. And I wish that you had yourself on your team <laughs> and were facing me and due to your own hubris, forced yourself into the lineup. And then I could be the beneficiary of that. Unfortunately, I cannot do that. And so I will be playing you in my flex and I'm just begging you if you could potentially, you know, Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, Jamal Agnew, and just find a way to get more snaps this week. I'm begging you. I would really appreciate it.
I like it's a recurring theme that you're wishing violence on Jamal <laughs> last week with JJ Zacharyson this week. And unfortunately, honestly, Pete, good thing you're not playing Jamal Agnew and he's playing himself because otherwise, you know, that'd be an easy victory. Jamal Agnew is, uh, I mean, I did the, I did a, uh, the little Instagram live with Barry last night and he right out of the gate pins a comment about why is LaVisca Chenault trash? I was like, Peter, you want to answer this one? So it's just <laughs> like, I can't escape this, Amanda. Also, uh, Frankie's in the chat saying that he wants to hear you talk about T-Swift a little bit. Of course, Frankie, one of our pals over at the Pasta House company, so we have to always remember to imagine the possibilities here. And one of the possibilities in front of us could be talking about Taylor Swift. So if you want to chime in with your thoughts after I've been willfully ignoring it in our house, where I also live with a Taylor Swift fan, please feel free. Oh, wait, you live with a Taylor Swift fan? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. She has been she was very obsessed. Yeah, the 10-minute uh, song or whatever, oh, I, it's, well, it's all been yeah. forced upon me way too much. I just have to say that I go through phases of touting certain players, but yes, this last week or two, I have been touting Taylor Swift and I have converted people. So, um, I just give you maybe another week or two, Chris, you'll be on, you'll be on the right side. Now, the issue that I had is when we first moved in the beginning of the pandemic, it was Taylor Swift in our apartment nonstop, like all the time she's in the bathroom, she's cleaning, she's doing whatever it'd be Taylor Swift being played, not Taylor Swift to be clear. She wasn't in our bathroom. I, mean, I guess maybe I'd like her more if she were, uh, but I do feel like the music just, it, it's, it does get in your head, but it also is just like, it's too much like the folklore album. I feel like I had to hear a lot of that. And it's like, we lived in LA, like now we're in Philadelphia where there's more outdoor space, but it's like, I don't need to hear wood nymph music from a so are you trying to tell me you've never been like a 13 year old girl <laughs> broken up with well surprisingly no i guess that's oh i get seriously? it i get it yeah, i just I always assumed okay <laughs> I'm just always writing my name, signing my name with boys' last names is really what I've been doing mostly, but no, no heartbreak really. I did. Uh, I was actually very much out of the loop with the whole Jake uh, Gyllenhaal thing, and I I read mm -hmm. up on that, so I now I understand what what went on there, and I feel about my my pop culture is more dialed in than it was a few days ago. I feel like you teetered to say you understood without saying anything that proved you understand. You know what I mean? Well, you know what I mean, Pete. I just think it's a little. Um, disingenuous for Jake Gyllenhaal to bring up the age stuff with Taylor and then immediately start going and dating someone that is super young as well. I just found that go. very hypocritical. Did I, do I, did you I flex it. my you expertise? It, Pete. There we go. We didn't. So he also like has a scarf of hers. Is that the thing that I saw this well, week? Well, there's rumors that the scarf isn't really a scarf. It's a metaphor, but ask your girlfriend about that. Yeah. I, wow. That, that sounded like an insult too. That was like, your no, no, it wasn't an insult. It was just, I don't know what, you know, rating the show is. So here's the thing. I will say this, you know, we joke around about stuff being a content play, you know, all the time. Do you think Taylor Swift secretly gets excited when another man breaks her heart because it's just no. giving her fodder for no, the next album? No, no. You think she wants to be happy? Yes, I do. I genuinely do. Okay. I don't know. I just, no one wants to listen to episode about this premise too, where like Chris Griffin dated her and then she wrote songs about him. And that was like the whole thing. So it's, it's tried and true. Actually, you know what? I guess to, to live up to the, the segment, I'm going to do my promo on Taylor Swift. So that's what I'm going to do. So, Here so here's go. the thing, Taylor, brother. The thing, <laughs> sorry, mixing metaphors. Here's the thing. You got to say your prayers, take your vitamins, and maybe try to write some new music instead of doing albums that you did 10 years ago, brother. All too well, more like all too hell. I can't even hear it. Try doing something new and come at me next time bro there you go. <laughs> oh my god taylor not is ready she's gonna put a restraining order out <laughs> idea after that one that, honestly i feel like that'd be a point of pride for my girlfriend maybe a point of shame i don't know it also on the flip side of that i mean it would be for multitude of reasons be terrifying to date taylor swift knowing that any little thing you do might become a throwaway lyric in a future song. You know, one little mistake, you know, you left the toilet paper was hanging from your, you know, your pants, you know, coming out of the back. Like she will, she will own you in the future for that mistake. You know, now that you bring up toilet paper, I have a quick question since you both are guys. Hmm. Do you go through phases of not putting the toilet seat down or is it just the all or none kind of thing? I, I try to remember to do it because I do think I, I know that <laughs> that women can fall in sometimes of going in the dark, which is, which is a funny bit, I think. But I would it's try to err on the side of not resulting in but more disharmony. My husband goes through phases. Like he's in a phase right now where he's forgetting. And I was like, is that an all guy thing? Then maybe I, I do something. And so he's just like, you know. I think I think you're right. I think I probably go through phases where my wife gets on me and then you're good for a while. And then you relapse. You know, yep. we all. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I think phases checks out actually for me.
Yeah, I know for me too, I always like, I had a, I had a phase of not lifting the seat because I was, you know, I was living bachelor life for a while and you know, lift the seat every time. And then sometimes if you're perhaps less cautious in the middle of the night, then somebody else observes some, some pee on the seat and that could lead to some disharmony too. So there's a lot of things here that I feel like toilet seats really one of the biggest things that lead to divorce. I feel like if we had the research and I'm honestly falling in feels almost just as bad as drafting Allen Robinson early. Like it's <laughs> almost the same feeling. Also, uh, Frankie pointing out in the chat, the virginity equals scarf is the rumor, which I feel like those are not, con I don't know how that would possibly be the metaphor. Frankie knows what's up. Pete, do you, do you have your virginity scarf? <laughs> I don't have it. I saved that for the crystal ball segment. <laughs> sure. We do wear scarves on our head. That's been a, our metaphor for virginity on the show for a very long time. <laughs> Um, anything else? Uh, you got any promos you want to cut anybody here? Obviously, you've done the best one, so you don't you don't really have to do it. But if there's anybody you want to yeah. talk shit to or encourage, feel free. I would love to encourage the entire Chargers offense because that's <laughs> where I failed. I have drafted them everywhere. Like I have Mike Williams everywhere. I have Justin Herbert everywhere. And so I would love it if they would start maybe eating breakfast together, doing what they need to do, get back into it. Because when they win, I win. So I feel like we're bonded there, you know? That is the thing. We I haven't heard any good kind of teammate. You know, we have the shower narrative. We have the breakfast narratives. I mean, I don't hear about like Mike Williams and Justin Herbert. They need to go bowling together. Just something, right? Something. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, like do an escape room. Maybe that's oh, really okay. bonding. Maybe they can do an escape room. Um well do you guys remember when there was like a, a, a trend and I don't know how big this trend was. I just remember there being articles about it of like cuddle parties and people going to have like platonic cuddling. Like maybe the boys mm. could just get together, have a good snug. I've never heard of that. I Love actually, it. yeah. And there's also that really fucked up documentary about the tickle culture. <laughs> like there's a, like extreme tickling competitions. You, should, you can watch it on HBO sometimes. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe Justin Herbert, Mike Williams tickling each other. <laughs> I feel like that's actually going to tear them further apart. Like tickling brings fury. You know what I mean? Like if okay. you're the tickle E, the receiver of the tickle, I don't uh, think that's going to be the right path. Willis suggests uh, axe throwing. I feel like that, you know, that maybe could be one. Yeah. That's how I feel like that's a good, you know, like bachelor party, bachelorette party activity. You go and you, you throw the axes there. Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, you know, they're actually um, Justin Herbert's teaching Keenan Allen how to throw the ax. So Keenan puts his hands on and then Justin slowly wraps his hands around Keenan and kind of helps him kind of with the form there. I, I think like that, that could be a magical, like a bit. ghost pottery thing where they're yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently we really want them to physically touch each other in these activities. <laughs> well, the thing for me, Pete is everybody's always talking about cancel culture and here we are. Tickle culture has been brewing underneath the storm uh, for a while now. And just nobody's covering it. And on, besides that documentary, they so bravely pointed out. Could you imagine the responses on NFL Twitter? If there was a pro football talk story about the chargers bonding <laughs> before games by tickling each other, could you imagine cooter doodle those responses? responses but you know what it's so silly i actually buy into the breakfast narrative a lot like i think that's serious stuff i think you talk about life and you learn about a person because you're just sitting there munching on your cereal like i get that one i don't know if you guys buy into it but i definitely buy into that one what if you pete you intermittently fast so you don't have the breakfast bonding so how would you bond then with your teammates if you're trying to fast and stay lean i just kind of sit there while they eat and i just kind of look at them like <laughs> this <tickle> them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hang on actually because cooter Dill, you set twitter on fire the other day with oh, this yeah. serial take and so on if you don't want to relitigate it now I, I actually need to be refreshed on what your take was but people seemed upset about it i, I didn't Okay, so it started a year ago. I guess I didn't realize how lopsided it was. I thought it was more of like a 50-50 thing because there's two options, milk first or cereal first. I didn't realize until like Denny Carter and JJ got in my mentions and started like clowning me for going milk first and then it just blew up. But I'm standing by it 100% always milk first. And it, has that been since you were a small child that you were doing? Is this a, like a pattern of behavior in your family? No, Is it genetic? I broke like familial patterns here. I definitely broke generational curses, you know, mm -hmm. and I started on my own. And, and what is, is there, you know, because I, I assume the traditional argument against that is actually, I don't know what the argument is. What do you like about uh, milk think, first? Here's what I think happened. The evolution was probably that we had small bowls. And mm. so you put your cereal in, yes. you put your milk in, and that wasn't enough. You know what I mean? So I like to put my milk in, top heavy, go in with your milk, and then you bring the box with you to the table. 
you sprinkle some cereal, you eat, sprinkle cereal, you eat. And so it's not going to get soggy. And then you aren't like capped at just that little bit. You can eat as much as you want. You just keep going. I will say I see both sides here too, because one of the issues for me would be, yeah, spill. it spills over once you pour the milk in. And then I'm picking up the little Cheerios and trying to yep. get them to balance. And then I go it take soggy. scoop it's and just- it. Are you a toddler pouring milk in like on a counter that's too high <laughs> where it's just flying all over the place? Well, here's the here's the real take. If you're still eating cereal, you are a toddler. I'm so what? out of practice. I, I haven't had cereal in, like since the second Clinton administration. Oh I mean, my like, gosh, this is upsetting. I mean, what who who who's eating cereal? Honestly, you, that's the. I, I mean, I understand like nobody wants Special K or healthy stuff, but oh my gosh, like if, crunch, like crunch berries and. My what it what is your, my favorite cereal growing up back when it was socially acceptable to eat cereal was cinnamon toast crunch. That's a good what one. what's your what's your go to? See, that's the like that is a childish answer because that when you're like there's sugar everywhere, I want the sugar, more sugar. That's 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 bullshit. Because the actual it no, you got to go with like fruity pebbles. Got to go with Captain Crunch. You know what I mean? No, Captain Crunch hurts the roof of your mouth too much. Yeah, but there's no like beautiful things in life without some kind of pain right <laughs> like being a saints fan yeah oh man <laughs> I've, I've always enjoyed honey bunches of oats and actually i was deeply offended the other day yeah. because one of the things my girlfriend got at the grocery store and not, to be clear i don't eat cereal either i usually skip breakfast because i feel like that's just better to keep the calorie counts down and all that but um she was like oh i got honey bunches of oats and it was actually blueberry morning and i was like how the fuck did you mm. not realize that this was blueberry morning like honey bunches of oats does not have blueberries at all and i was I'm not, it honestly bothered me more. <laughs> I, I led on to her, and I hope you guys know that that it bothers me if you think that Honey Bunches of Oats has blueberries in it. I'll go. I'll go strawberry sometimes if I'm feeling wild, you know. Okay. I know. I think it's reasonable though. I do feel like the milk first thing I see the logic in it, but some could say that would be a real serial killer behavior, huh? All right. Mm-hmm. Next segment. <laughs> <laughs> on that you killed note, it. let's you do, killed it let's get to everything we else. were vibing and you killed it <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm trying to move the segments along pete with great puns but let's <laughs> talk about our troll equity play of the week because we got enough time to hit it this week and of course we do try to sometimes cover this and honestly there is one guy that jumps out based on the ownership projections out there of course from osmo from roto grinders whatever site etr whatever sites are pulling on there aj Dillon looked like a very chalk play and it does seem a troll situation could be occurring there but Doodle, who do you think would be the troll player this week in, in DraftKings and FanDuel in particular? I will well, also admit that I didn't prep Cooter Doodle for this segment, so I oh, apologize okay. for springing this That's one okay, because I have an answer. I want everyone to know that I learned what chalk means last week. I just learned. And second of all, I don't have an answer because I don't get to play DFS in Louisiana. So oh, I'm living right. vicariously through you guys. Matter. Yeah. Hmm. So tell me who the troll is, and I'll tell all my out-of-state friends. Well, Pete, who would it be then? If AJ Dillon's the chalk, or you also got Tyree Kill looking pretty highly well, owned potentially? Who would if it you be? want, if you want the true AJ Dillon troll, it would be Patrick Taylor. He's their mm-hmm. their next man up in that backfield. Everyone's going to be super excited about AJ Dillon and uh, Cooter Doodle earmuffs. Uh, Patrick Taylor scores two touchdowns. AJ Dillon uh, just. Uh, kills your fantasy team this week no he does not no he does not (laughs) i think the aaron Rodgers troll play seems more prominent where like all these guys are running a ton of routes last week playing a ton of snaps all the receivers rather a lot of four wide sets and i feel like just them not using aj dillon at the goal line just instead throwing Devontae adams three touchdowns one to mvs like an aaron Rodgers gets five and uh five pass touchdowns for himself maybe even runs one in i feel like that's the move really for that would hurt so mad yeah that would yeah that would annoy me yeah, so that's the move here. Of course, AJ Dillon going to be very highly owned. We'll talk about that as we go. But Pete, it is that time now. We're going to have to introduce the rider die picks concept. I know you probably prepped Cooter Doodle, but mm-hmm. tell her once more and tell everybody else out there how we're going to approach our rider die picks this week. Yeah, so we're going to go through every game this week, and we are each going to give one pick. It can be fantasy, it can be sports betting, it can be a player outscoring his teammate, and based on how aggressive you are, we'll determine if you get one point if you're right, three points if you're right, or ten points. Now, sometimes these picks, you know, we run them through our calculators, and we say, well, that's technically a 6.4 pointer. We don't have those, Cooter Doodle. They're one, three, or ten. And so what normally transpires is a very intense negotiation to figure out what points will be applied to your pick. So you not only need to have hot takes, but you need to be able to defend them for their rightful point total as well. Okay, okay. 
It's a lot like a John Grisham movie or a book turned into a movie here where you have to do half lawyering, but also, you know, reach our hearts, really tug at the heartstrings as part of that process. Speaking of, we got, let's start off here, Baltimore, 24.5 implied points, Chicago, four and a half point dogs at home, 20 implied points for them. Uh, nothing too noteworthy in the edjsports.com lines. Of course, we run 100,000 simulations to find what the results should be. And Pete, I will let you set the bar here. What's your ride or die pick for Baltimore and Chicago? All right, I will... Hmm. I want the pick I want is, is worth more than three points, but it's not a 10 pointer. So we're going to have to talk this out. I want Justin Fields outscores Lamar Jackson in this game. Okay. Okay. And in, in my spags, in my heart of hearts, I think this is like a seven pointer. Would you it's agree? like a seven and a half is what I was thinking. So will you give me Justin Fields outscores Lamar by three points? Three and a half. Three and a half deal. All right, then 10-pointer there. All right, so I guess I'll take one, too, and then and then Coots can make her pick. I will say for me, I will go with Marquise Brown. Weird price point, but he makes the Millie Maker winning lineup, and that's also uh, an easy 10-pointer. Yeah, and Cooter, any, if you say they are in the winning Millie Maker lineup, that is a default 10-pointer uh, as well if okay. you want to go that route. Okay. I don't know if this is how this works, but here's mine. I think Cole Komet gets his first touchdown. I love it. Uh, Cole Komet and you, you don't, you should have your committed, uh, no, beanie on somewhere around here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. Spags. This is another tough touchdown. one. I feel like it's a three. His first ever touchdown. He hasn't gotten any. Yeah, but Jacoby right? Myers wasn't a 10 and he was, he was really due. Spags, let's give her a guess. You want to give her a 10? I'll give her a 10. I want, I want to give her a 10. I mean, I Cole just believe Komet. in gender equality, and I feel like she's a strong woman who needs to know <laughs> what a three pointer is. And right, I'll take picks. the three. I'll take the three. We give every week, we give one of our guests uh, kind of a fudged one there, just as they kind of feel themselves out. I thought that uh, was a bold take. So maybe I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I mean, it is a bold take. Anyone scoring a touchdown on the Bears is a bold take. <laughs> it's on Seacom. All right, fine. 10 points it is. We'll be generous to start here. We'll set the bars. Uh, a game of generosity. We are heading into Thanksgiving, Pete, so maybe we should be really generous with our, our picks this week. Uh, well, but you and I will go back to being absolutely ruthless. I'm sure that'll happen very fast. Probably with this one, Washington, 19.8 implied points. Carolina, 23.3 implied points. Ron Rivera coming back. Cam Newton coming back. But it's not about just those men. It's about everybody else on the field. And Cooter Doodle, you can go first on this one now that you know how the game is played. Cam Newton gets more rushing touchdowns than CMC. Okay. That, man, that's a that's a good one, and it's a tricky one, Cooter Doodle. It's very sneaky. Thanks. Let's just keep giving her 10s, and then she's going to fucking boat race us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think in my heart of hearts, it's like a 7 again. I feel yeah. like it's less crazy than my first one, if I'm being honest. Yeah, no, because you know they, I mean? we, we've definitely seen him. at. It's unlikely, but I still think there's like – a 20% chance that that happens. And so it's right in, it's in between. Um, all right. Well, you, since you gave me the 10 on the other one, let's go three on this one. Yeah. You know I what I mean? That, yeah. That's okay. a three. I would have given a 10. Let the record show. I would have given a 10. All right. Appreciate it. We've broke ties in, in opposite directions now. So I think that that checks out here. All right. I will take the next one then. And I will say, oof, I don't know why I wanted to go next. I, I'll say, um, Robbie Anderson outscores Christian McCaffrey. Is that a 10 pointer? Yeah. Okay, cool. He's, he's really bad. Did you see him in that press conference with Cam standing next to Cam as Cam was talking about Moses? You that pick was so bold that you you took a man his breath away. She went, whoa. <laughs> I can't believe someone just uttered those words. <laughs> he's due. I think we all yeah. know. Anyway, he and Cam clearly vibing. So that's what I'm gonna go with. Pete, what do you want? Yeah, I'm gonna go with a classic, easy. Uh, this is actually a turnkey 10, Nick. Uh, and that's DJ Moore in the winning Millie Maker lineup. Uh, I think he still has that upside. Maybe Cam unlocks him 5,900. Pretty cheap, and I don't think he'll be that popular. So DJM. Winning All right, next, next game up, we got the Niners, 25.8 implied points. Jacksonville, 19.3 implied points. So big underdogs at home. Uh, EDJ Sports has had this as a 55-point line, even though the books have it as a 45-point line. So maybe worth betting the over on this one. And um, I think we're doomed for me to go first. And I will say... Um, Mm, this is not no, this is not going to be that brave. Debo Samuel, highest scoring player in the game, or outscores every Jacksonville player by 2x. Is that is that 10? Okay, so you're saying skill. So Trevor Lawrence included? I'll if it gets me to 10, I'll include Trevor Lawrence. 
So you're saying like if Trevor Lawrence gets 16 points, then he's got to get 32. I will give you, I will give you 10 points for that. Yeah. Okay. I will accept it then. Um, Amanda, what do you want? Yeah. I don't know. You said Jacksonville. Yep. <laughs> um, Carlos Hyde outscores LaVisca Chenault. Is that something? That's, that's a one pointer at this point for poor oh, Pete. Is it? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, Pete. No, it just hurts. I mean, it's fine. It's a one pointer, but it's fine. Um, I'm looking at the projections and I actually think that's a, by the projections, that's a three pointer. Mm -hmm. So, all right. I could do just really twisting the knife (laughs) with her picks. Um, I am going to do, will you, I should get, uh, Kyle use touchdown 10 points, 10 with it, with an injured running back. I didn't know anything about injuries, but I mean, a fullback scoring is a pretty unusual occurrence. Do we need to go look at the anytime? Do we need to go look at the anytime TD odds? It's going to be like minus 150, like it was for Zach Pascal. (laughs) No, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to look this up as we move on. Okay. Um, And if if this has an implied probability of less than 10%, it's a 10 pointer. Fine deal, but I don't. I, I hope it's. I hope that's not the case because it feels like that shouldn't be the situation if Eli Mitchell is out. But Green Bay, twenty-four implied points. Minnesota, twenty-three implied points. And I think Amanda, you are due to go first in this game with your arch nemesis, AJ Dillon. All right. Um, I'm gonna keep it stuck to AJ then. I didn't realize we we're supposed to do this for every game, so I'm kind of trying real quick right now. So I'm gonna say AJ Dillon gets um two touchdowns again. Okay. And I've- and. 75 yards. I don't know. Hmm. Pete, Pete, how does that sound to you? I feel like that would sound two touchdowns. It's tough. 75 yards. I feel like 102 touchdowns would be 10. Yeah. 102 is what right, we call it. 102 get. then 102. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Okay. Done. So that's a 10 pointer. Pete, did you figure out Kyle use checks? No, I'm here? trying to find a sports book that actually has it up here. But but Francis is tilting in the chat. He he's he says it's such a lock. Uh, I will I'll I'll, ma- I'll book that bet with you straight up, Francis. <laughs> I'll take the Kyle Yuschek doesn't score side, and we could bet for however much you want. Um, I'm still gonna find a sports book. If someone has a sports book where they can find this, let me know. Um, all right. So Green Bay, I am going to do. I'm going to do. How many points for? Can I just do a three-pointer? Justin Jefferson outscores Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Um, I will take. Okay, so this is one, Pete. I know we we cut we close this loop, but I do think for this game it should count. Top five scorers come from Green Bay side. I love how you. So, I mean, but it's not a blowout you, game. No, I know. To fill you in, I used to do this in Ride or Die, where I do top five scores from one side and then spag shot it down because I was doing too good at it. Mm-hmm. And now oh, he now wants to do it himself. It. Yeah. I mean, he's got the right strat there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will allow that just because uh, it, it includes quarterbacks. And so they have to outscore Justin Jefferson, Dalvin cook, Kirk cousins, knock yourself out spags. Okay. I will take that. I'll take the concentration of targets here. Let's keep it going. We got next game up New Orleans, 21 implied points, Philadelphia, 22.5 implied points. And it'd be rude to not let Amanda go first here. So what do you want for your ride or die? Jalen hurts does not throw a touchdown. Hmm. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a 10. That's a three. Yeah. That's a three. I think it'd be pretty unlikely that he'd have zero Pat. Yeah. That feels like a three. Okay. I feel yeah. like Cooter Doodle is making us think hard about these. They're just <laughs> off kilter enough that I always feel like she's pulling a fast one on us. Yeah, um, I would agree. I think that it feels like a grift is what I would say, but I, you know, neither here nor there. Pete, what do you want? Hmm. Spags, now that your boots in the ground in Philly, do you have any, uh, you think Dallas Goddard plays this week? The buzz in the street is he's going to play. I was talking to all the locals here <laughs> around my part, just outside of Philadelphia, and they're all like, yeah, D- Dallas is going to make it in this week. Shh, don't tell Pete. And I, unfortunately, I just decided to tell you. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna shoot for, will you give me a 10-pointer if Quez Watkins outscores, I was going to say whoever plays of Kamara or Mark Ingram, just basically starting running back for the Saints. That's an interesting one, Pete. I feel... Quez Watkins did play a lot of snaps last week, but he is also not very good. So I think that's still a 10 pointer. Okay. 
Thank you. I'll give it to you. Um, I will say for me, um, I don't know if I'm buying Devonta Smith. Uh, how about Jack Stoll scores a touchdown? Is that 10? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, if Goddard doesn't play, like he'll, his odds will go up. Goddard's going to play. I think they, the uh, Sirianni said today he's got on track. To okay. Play. So you're sort you're the guy. Yeah, so that's the, why I think the Wawa were actually yeah. feeding you good information. <laughs> it was actually, it was actually Nick Sirianni. I didn't want to reveal him as my source, but we were hanging out. We were at Wawa. Yeah. Getting some hoagies and grinders. Both, okay. Actually. All right. Sounds good. Uh, then I'll allow it. Okay, cool. So there we go. So Jack's still not going to score a touchdown, but let's uh, hope. Let's hope. Indianapolis, 21 implied points. Buffalo, 28.5 implied points. Pete, I think we're due for you to go first. Uh, yes. Sorry. Buffalo game? Uh, Buffalo and Indianapolis, yeah. Okay. Um, how many points if Naheem Hines outscores Jonathan Taylor? I think it's still a 10. Thank you. Done. All right. Uh, Amanda, what do you want here from the Colts and the Bills game? Um, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Devin Singletary's going to, like, can I switch across games? Like, can I say yeah. Devin Singletary scores more than Mark Ingram? Like, can I say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've done okay. that. Yeah. That's a 10. Okay. Unless right. it, but if, if, uh, if Kamara plays, but he well, was downgraded, right? He's, doubtful. I don't think. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah. Boots on the ground. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You weren't uh, on uh, Bourbon Street and overheard someone say that. Get a hurricane. Everybody's buzzing about Alvin Kamara not being available. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess yeah, no. I will go next. And I, man, this is, this is an ugly one. Um, Indianapolis winning. Is that, is that 10? Winning out. Uh, what's, the, what's the line? Uh, line is seven and a half, Buffalo. No. So remember the one the time you did it before when you hit it on the Jags it was 13 and a half. I'm not giving you a seven and a half. I know, but they're on the road, so it's technically like no, the, that's half. baked into the line, Spags. <laughs> Fine. All right. I, Indianapolis wins by four and a half. Sure. Done. Okay. There you go. Ten pointer there. I uh, feel good about that one. Detroit, 15.8 implied points. Cleveland, 27.3 implied points. Tim Boyle making his Lions starting debut. I'm sure, a magical moment for everybody. And I will go first here and I'll say, ooh, um, how about Cleveland wins by 35? Is that a 10 pointer? Yes. Okay. By 35 points. <laughs> yes, by 35 points on the... I'm not going to say on the nose. 35 or more. <laughs> <On the nose>. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's trying to hit a score gami. Uh, for, I would if, if I will allow Spags, if you want to change it to on the nose, I'll give you a 100-pointer. Mm, no, there's too many ways that can go sideways. All right, <laughs> 35 or more points Cleveland will win by. Pete, what do you want then? Um, I want to uh, come back and say I have successfully located the Kyle Juszczyk anytime <laughs> TD prop, and okay. I'm barely off. It's plus 450, which is an implied probability of 18.2%, meaning in the realm of this game, it's like an 8.4-pointer. Okay, so so, <laughs> so we don't have me, those, so, so it's a three-pointer. <laughs> give me, how about this? Kyle Juszczyk scores a TD and has over 50 total scrimmage yards. Okay, that's 10. Because that's it, the, the play on the tight end is he just gets a goal line random carry. And then, okay, so I'm, I'm adding a. a he's a actually bar. in the game. He's doing he's some in the work. Game. He's in the yeah. game. All right. Yeah. Thank you. No, that's definitely a 10. All right, Amanda, what do you want in the game here with Detroit and Cleveland? All right, I'm going to say Boyle outscores Jalen Hurts. Wow. Okay, that's 10. That's definitely. Yeah, that's actually I'm a very all, brave. I'm going play. all in. I'm throwing bad Eagle doo you know? <laughs> Shitting on the Eagles left and right. That is how we know you are a true Saints fan. Uh, yeah, Pete, what do you want? Either, you, you didn't pick it away from this game, right? You just went back to San Francisco. Um, yeah, let me see here. Um, sorry, which game is this? This is Detroit and Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. I'm just feeling so spicy. <laughs> 10 points. Khalif Raymond outscores Nick Chubb. Oh, wow. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I took your breath away. Uh, honestly i want to give you a hundred pointer for that one but that's please do <laughs> but i won't i want to i won't unfortunately uh next game we got miami 24 implied points jets 20.5 implied points the unvaccinated joe flacco making his debut or his starting i guess uh debut here for the jets and um hmm i'm uh oh yeah actually i don't think i'm due to go first i think uh I'll go first. Pete, you can go or no, amanda yeah um Gusecki is a top five tight end this week 
That's a three. Yeah, it's a three. Because I think he's what, like ranked seventh or eighth overall in most. Yeah, teams. and you're still missing all the guys who aren't Jalen Waddle. So I feel like that's. Cooter Dude is pro- trying to play naive. Oh, I thought he was outside the top 20. No, I didn't. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking at games and names. I'm like, I'm going to just throw this out. That's what we do. We just throw a lot of bullshit out. What do you want, Pete? What bullshit do you have for this game? No, I've got lots of bullshit bags. <laughs> I know you do. Um, Let's see. Hmm. The top five score. Okay. Um, how about how many do I get three points if Michael Carter outscores Jalen Waddle? Three. Okay, I'll take it. What about what about if Ryan Griffin outscores Patrick Laird? What? <laughs> he's, projected, Ryan Griffin. He, he's projected to score more points than Patrick Laird. What about if backup tight end Trayvon Wesco outscores Patrick Laird? Sure. I'll give you 10? three points. No, they're projected for the same amount of points. <laughs> I don't but think I believe in Patrick Laird so much that it's a three-pointer. <laughs> okay, then you know what? I won't take that. I will take two of Tagovailoa in the Millionaire Maker winning lineup. That's 10. Yeah, there because go. there's no I, could, I couldn't get a spite 10. I have to take a regular 10. I kind of do. I said on the Swolecast that I feel like whatever that a stack from this game is going to win someone the Millie maker. It just does feel like the Millie maker kind of game. I think too, it's turned a corner with that game the other day where pressure was off. Now watch him be fucking terrible. And this, you want to apologize because all you did on this show for about a year and a half is talk shit about Tua. I know. And then I, then I made my own projections and he keeps popping up and I go like, all right, Tua must be better <laughs> yeah. than I realized. Houston, 16.8 implied points, Tennessee, 27.3 implied points. Uh, we're going to assume AJ Brown's in for this one, but Pete, I think you are due to go first. Yes, sorry. Which game? <laughs> Houston Texas. and Tennessee. I'm still looking for Kyle. Just looking at Kyle yeah, I'm just props. line shopping for Kyle Juszczyk <laughs> props. Um, okay, I, I'll, I'll say Donta Foreman in the winning Millie Maker lineup, I believe. That's that's a solid one. Logical one, too. Nice price tag on him. Uh, Cooter Doodle, what do you want here? I don't know if I'm doing this right. You so are. I'm going to just say Nico Collins in the Millie Maker. Is that work? Yeah. That yeah, is that is a brave one. That should be like a twenty-five pointer. <laughs> I think we'll get we'll give you an honorary twenty-five for that. Okay. Okay. There we go. Um, Do you have I, any any boots on the ground takes about Nico Collins? No, no boots. And know if anything kind of just wafted its way over the gulf there. And uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna leverage against Cooter Doodle's pick, and I'm gonna say Danny Amendola, millionaire maker winning lineup. Wow, you yeah. guys are. Can I get what's, what you guys are smoking today? 34 you snaps want, last week for Danny three? Amendola. You want to pick another? I did not to Foreman. Oh, you I want me to pick were... a shittier player? Yeah, yeah, you know, three for three, just wild okay. out. All right, yeah, uh, Rex Burkhead in the winning Millie Maker. Lineup. There you go, there you go, perfect. <laughs> also, Pete, I'm not smoking anything. In fact, I've had to rely on our, our viewers to <laughs> help connect me with things in the local area. It's apparently legal weed, not really legal in New Jersey. Didn't know our that. viewers? Yeah, our viewer, one of our viewers, yes. Wait. One of our viewers is hooking you up with weed? Maybe. I don't know, Pete. I don't Allegedly. know. Allegedly. <laughs> why why can't you say their name? I mean, they're there are no, viewers. They're, they're, I'm sure they prefer their anonymity. What does their name rhyme with? Person? Internet <laughs> okay. person? Wow. I, I'm sorry to protect your drug. <laughs> what am I narking people out on YouTube, Pete? On, I mean, on our sponsored show? Splash, I mean, are there, are there any splash play viewers in Massachusetts that want to hook me up with drugs? Can I get an at FBI in the chat, please? <laughs> Tag them. <laughs> There you go. All right, next game up. We got Cincinnati getting 25.8 implied points. Las Vegas, 24.8 implied points. And I think, uh, Amanda, you can go first. I feel like we're, I don't know. All right. right. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, I'm going to say, ugh, I don't like the Raiders. I'll be honest. Uh, I'm going to say Derek Carr. Mm. Derek Carr, zero passing touchdowns. This is a classic cooter doodle. That's like, it feels like a seven and a half to me. And then we just round up and be nice and give her a 10. Yeah. He's got, he's got 65% of the total touchdowns on the year, all passing. I feel like that's probably 10. You're good at this. I can tell you, you play like, Oh, I don't know what I want. And I know that you've been scheming. Yes. I mean, I've been figuring this out, crunching numbers, you know? Look at this. The the chat is giving you a 10 here. So uh we will you, we chat. will give you a 10. Uh is gonna be a high scoring game. Um 
All right, I want to do something with who I think will be a good troll play candidate as well. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are going to be very popular. Mm-hmm. And I will say, if if Tyler Boyd is the leading Bengals uh, wide receiver in points, so if he outscores Chase and T. Higgins, is that a 10? Um, I think it's still a three. That's not, I mean, to outscore both, who are literally projected for double the amount of points as him. <sighs> Outscore both by two and a half. I think I'll give it 10. Uh, Boyd, Boyd was ahead of Higgins in snap count last week. I know this because I was putting in snap counts this week to try to make my data better. Well, but did my ride or die have anything to do with snaps or did it have to do with fantasy points? Yeah, they, yeah, it was correlated. They, they tend to go hand in hand, Pete. I don't know <laughs> fine, fine, but I'm getting it in bad there. That was brutal. Um, I will go, and here's a Football Outsiders DVOA thing that you can point out for yourself. Rushing DVOA, Vegas giving up a 16% boost. Joe Mixon's not going to be played very much for the Bengals. I think he scores 30 fantasy points. Is that worth 10? 30, I mean, you might as well just say winning Millie Maker lineup, but sure, 30 okay. points. I'll take 30 over that. I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've already said too many guys in the Millie Maker winning lineup. I feel like I, I don't want to be lazy with that. That's the one thing. Arizona, 25 implied points. Seattle, 22.5 implied points. Um, I'm due to go first in this one, and I will say, <laughs> I'll go against what I just said. Christian Kirk, Millie Maker winning lineup. I don't want to be lazy, <laughs> except in 30 seconds, I will be incredibly do lazy. Do the exact same thing. <laughs> what do you want, Amanda? I think Tua is going to outscore Russell Wilson. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, that's a three. Yeah, that's a three. Because they don't project that differently. I'm going to be honest. I know you guys better. have a method. I'm not doubting it, but I definitely feel like I'm on whose line is it anyways right now. <laughs> what like, do you mean? Like, uh, uh, two. That's uh, a six. <laughs> no, like, I know is... you have, I know you have reasons, but it feels that way. Well, I, I think at the genius improv is what you <laughs> Yes, that too. No, the reason is this. I'm seeing Russell Wilson 20.7 projected points to a 19.5. So if anything, that should be a one. Um, and we're giving you a three. So to a over Russell? To a over Russell. They're projected within 1.2 points of each other. So. Okay. It's, it's close. I'm actually to seeing two projected as higher. Uh, Osmo's got two really? at twenty point eight. Uh, Russell at nineteen. Basically, you That's should be wild. paying us to make this pick. Is <laughs> okay. what we're trying to say. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought this one was like a three, a solid three. It's a. We're gonna give you three, but it's a one. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand. Will okay. do with that what you will. Uh, Pete, what do you want? All right. Will you give me ten points? Zach Ertz outscores Tyler Lockett. Oh boy. I mean, you're really, you're buying the dip here on Seattle, which I think is, I'll give you, I'll give you three. I'll give you three. No, outscores him by two and a half for 10. Okay. Um, three and a half. Three. <laughs> three point <laughs> five. Deal. Deal. Done. <laughs> All right. Next game. See, now you're learning how it goes, Kitter Doodle. You see, it's not I just like all... this yeah. because yeah. that's not how we, you're just, we're, we're just that's how you shake hands. Well, I would have to go. So, okay, Pete, go to, go to this side. There we Okay, wait. You got to reach through. <laughs> you got to reach through. Okay, there we go. Okay. You want to do a um, high five while we're at it, Kitter Doodle? <laughs> this is wait. so. <laughs> all right, now, now let's tickle Pete. No, no. <laughs> Will you put your head like closer over the frame so I can pat your head? It was so it was so cute that you thought Tua was a three-pointer on Russell Wilson. No fantasy shows will be doing this this week. That's I'll probably the dumbest bit we've ever done on this show. Dallas, 27 implied points. Kansas City, 29.5 implied points. 56 and a half point line. EDJ Sports, 100,000 simulations has a 56 point line. So there'll be some points scored here. Amanda, what do you want in this uh, game with Dallas and Kansas City? In this world where I don't understand points, this might be a one, but Tony Pollard outscores Ezekiel Elliott. That's a 10. Is that a 10? Okay, I don't understand what I'm doing. All right, I'll take it, though. I'll take it. Yeah, that's, a, I that's mean, brilliant. I mean, it's the strategy is really working out well for no, you. No, this is this is actually, again, a classic cooter doodle. It's like a 7.6 that we're going to round up to a 10. You don't have to round up. I mean, you don't want us to round down. You're closer to the 10 than you are the 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how rounding works, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Peter, women know math. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> 
Will you pat me on the head condescendingly for uh, thinking that? Uh, <laughs> um, okay. I am going to do 10 points. Michael Gallup outscores Tyreek Hill. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I get it be, now. I get it. That is a that, 10 That would also be the troll play of the week, I think, given Tyreek's ownership. That's expected. Yes. Um, I will say... Okay, Byron Pringle, who Nana Pete was uh, very on yesterday, I believe. Uh, Byron Pringle outscores Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Is that a 10-pointer? Yes. Okay. Both of them? Yeah. Yep, both of them. Combined. Yeah, for sure. No. <laughs> Combined. Yeah. Byron yeah, Pringle, nuts. 50 fantasy points. What a game. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's a 10-pointer. All right. Uh, we got I... Pittsburgh, the Sunday nighter. Pittsburgh against Cooter Doodles, LA Charters. Pittsburgh getting 20.8 implied points. Charters, 26.3. So maybe they won't disappoint you. And Amanda, just so you know, we usually do just pick a showdown captain on DraftKings here for an easy 10-pointer. So really just pick who you think is going to be a high scorer in the game if you want. Mike Williams. Okay, he's due. After having a nice milk-first breakfast with Justin Herbert in the morning. <laughs> yep. What if they argue over putting milk first in the bowl and that's what leads to the complete disintegration of the barbershop? Oh my shop? God, is that what happened? <laughs> that, because that would be brutal because you encourage them to have breakfast, but then <laughs> it actually tore them apart. I mean, that would be horribly ironic. It would. Um. Okay, who am I going to pick? Uh, captain, captain, my captain. I will do, I'll do Austin Eckler. Okay, Feels Austin like Eckler, it's a reasonable one. I yeah. will go... Is Chase Claypool back? He's supposed to be, right? He returned to practice today, limited. Um, I'll take uh, I'll take Najee Harris showdown winning captain. Real creative. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as opposed to Austin Eckler, that that unknown quantity that we had there. Uh, he was that was an inspired pick, and uh, I stand by that. All right, there we go. Those are the ride or die picks for this week. Amanda, please tell everybody the plugs here. They should be following you on Twitter at Cooter Doodle. They should be buying your NFTs whenever one is up for sale at 10 times market value. That's what I would say. <laughs> what else do you want to plug? Uh, and you can also follow at MB Fantasy Life on Twitter and Instagram. Sign up for the newsletter. I don't know. That's about it. All right, Pete, anything you want to plug here? I'm sure you're doing some content as you like to do. No, I'm taking, uh, I'm going, I'm taking the uh, the rest of the weekend off. I'll be back Sunday morning for my usual uh, DFS cram at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I will, again, reiterate, if you guys aren't following Cooter Doodle on Twitter and the MB Fantasy of Life account, do yourself a favor and do that. A very, very fun follow, and we appreciate you coming on today. Thank you for having me. So make sure to follow at Cooter Doodle and at MB Fantasy Life to see all of her tweets. Follow at Peter Rovers at follow at Chris Spags. And also make sure to follow at Splash Play Pod so you can see whenever we're doing a show because uh, Pete, I presume we're going to have to negotiate what we're doing next week because of the it's Thanksgiving next week. It came up on yeah, us we Yeah, maybe we try another. I, I think I'm trending toward a Blackout Wednesday again. I, I was watching Lulz. I didn't get to watch the whole episode, but I, I, we could do the crossover show if we want to do that, if, that's, yeah. if, the, if Gretchen and Pat would be up for it. Yeah, I think something like that. So, so we'll, let's plan on uh, there being, we'll do the Monday show as usual, probably be a Wednesday show, and then we'll we'll call it quits for the week. But tune in to the handle. We'll tell you guys all about it on Monday. We appreciate you for being here. And make sure to go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. 99 cents a week to get all the data on there. They'll help you make better lineups. You can see DVOA. DraftKings will tell you everything. We'll tell you it all at footballoutsiders.com. So go check it out, footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. Enjoy your weekends. See you soon. 